Well, of course, today is Mother's Day. And what a great day to celebrate moms all across America and the world. You know, and it's so easy to be thankful for our moms. You know, uh, I mean, really, the example that they've given us, the sacrifices they have made for us, and you know, we have learned so many things from our mothers over the years, haven't we? I know with my mom, she taught me how to live in anticipation. Just wait till your father gets home. Or she uh, told me to always have foresight to prepare for the future. Make sure you don't leave without clean underwear. What was her fascination with underwear? Our moms taught us about genetics. You're just like your father. Or our moms also taught us about the circle of life. I brought you into this world. Son, I will take you out. Our mothers taught us about the value of prayer. When my mom told me, you better pray that that stain comes out of the carpet. My mom has taught me so many things, and I'm so grateful for her. And you know, it's easy to celebrate Mother's Day because almost everyone I have ever met has great affection for their moms. You know, like the video had stated, when an athlete comes by the camera, he always gives a shout out to mom. Or when a child injures themselves and they are in need of attention, even though dad may be standing right next to them, who do they cry out for? Mom. Mom. Dads, we're chopped liver. Let's just face it. As soon as we understand that, that as long as mom is around, we are chopped liver. You know, Mother's Day is a unique day in so many ways. But one of the things that happens on every single Mother's Day is that the greatest telephone call volume occurs, meaning that the most phone calls are made on Mother's Day. That would include Christmas, Thanksgiving, and other holidays here in the United States of America. Father's Day is also known for phone calls. Where Mother's Day is known for the highest volumes of calls, Father's Day is known for the most collect calls. (laughs) Let's think about it there for a minute. Also, did you ever truly figure out why Father's Day comes 30 days after Mother's Day? Well, one young man did. He figured it out. He said that Father's Day was scheduled 30 days after Mother's Day because that's when the credit card bills came in for Mother's Day. Pretty neat. Mother's Day is one of those days that we all absolutely love to celebrate. For some, it is difficult. For our moms are no longer with us. But we can still remember the value and the lessons that they taught us. And even though on this day we miss them greatly, we are so thankful for them. I remember one of the first Mother's Days that Autumn and I helped Dina celebrate. We decided to go down to Navy Pier for Mother's Day. And as I was growing up, I remember my mom always frequently saying, well, what about mom? When does it become mom's turn? When does mom get a choice? Now, we being the kids growing up always felt that mom got her choice. It didn't matter where we wanted to go to eat. We knew that the trump card always lie with mom. So we always thought it was all about her. 
But in actuality, I didn't discover the reality that it's truly all about the kids until that day that we took Dina down to Navy Pier for Mother's Day. And we ended up going to all of her favorite places. The candy store, Build-A-Bear, and the restaurant that she didn't want to go to. You know, it all became about autumn. It is always about us. But today we want to make it all about mom. One of the things I've discovered is that many mothers love the satisfaction that being a mom brings. Every statistic and survey ever given and done always states very clearly that moms feel extremely satisfied in being a mother without any ambiguity. But the survey also tells us something that's a little bit more concerning. Even though they feel so uh, satisfied as a mother, they rarely feel appreciated as a mother. They rarely feel appreciated as a mother. Out of 2,000 mothers who were surveyed through the Mother's Council and Motherhood's Project, all of these mothers had children under the age of 18, and they discovered that over 78% of them stated that they were completely satisfied with being a mom. But only a very small portion of all of those moms felt appreciated for being a mom. They found that mothers downplay the stress and the, stress and the strain of motherhood. For 97% of women surveyed, they are somewhat or very satisfied with the issues related to being a mother, meaning they're willing to take on the responsibilities of being a mom. 93% said the love that they feel for their children is unlike any other love that they've ever experienced in their life. And 81% considered motherhood as the most important thing they do. Unfortunately, when they were asked about do they feel appreciated, only 38% of moms said they felt appreciated for being a mom. And I think that's where the great lack is found. They're satisfied, they love being a mom, but they're often not appreciated as being a mom. And you know what? I think I can say that I contributed to that lack of appreciation with my mom in the years growing up as a child. But I want to bring us together today to show how the Bible instructs us to show mom appreciation. We're going to discover six things that the Bible says we can do to show mom that we appreciate her. How many of you found it very difficult to buy your mother a Mother's Day gift? Raise your hand. Oh, pretty, pretty, you guys did pretty good. All right. How many haven't bought mom? No, we're not going to go there, especially if you're sitting next to mom. And I want her to know I'm going to go to Walgreens on the way after church, you know. Now, do you realize, though, that, that the wrong gift almost canceled Mother's Day? Did you know that? Did you know that someone actually wanted to cease Mother's Day because she believed that the wrong gift was being given and the wrong expressions through that gift was being given? Well, you might be surprised to discover what that gift was. 
And I am sure that many, if not all of you, gave this gift to your mother that was looked at by a certain individual as a slight, as an insult, as a gift for Mother's Day. How many of you bought your mother a pre-printed greeting card for Mother's Day? If you did, there was someone named Anna Jarvis who wanted to cancel Mother's Day in 1923 because greeting cards were being substituted in her mind for really thought-out sentimental gifts. Now you say, well, what nerve does Anna Jarvis have to do something like that? Well, you have to know who Anna Jarvis was. In 1914, it was Anna Jarvis who petitioned to start a day to celebrate moms. And it was in 1914 that that day gained such momentum and popularity that President Woodrow Wilson actually made it a national holiday here in the United States of America. But by 1923, that same woman, Anna Jarvis, who believed that mothers should be celebrated, actually brought a lawsuit against Mother's Day in her hopes to stop the celebration. And here's why. Because individuals were substituting true gifts with pre-printed, meaningless cards in her mind. She said here that as she began this petition to cancel Mother's Day in 1923, she says, this is not what I attended. I wanted it to be a day of sentiment, not profit. She was worried about all of the commercialization. And then she went on to say this, a printed card means nothing except that you are too lazy to write to the woman who has done more for you than anyone in this world, she said. Any candy that you take a box to a mother and then eat the most, uh, most of it yourself is not a pretty sentiment. Shortly before her death in 1948, Anna Jarvis, living in a nursing home, received a Mother's Day card from all around the world. But she told a reporter that she was sorry that she had ever started the whole thing. But we aren't. So now that the bar has been set and the standard is raised, now more than ever we need to know what gifts to give mom to show that she's appreciated by us. And what a better place to go than the Word of God. Because God loves mothers. God loves mothers. If you have any doubt about that, in your New Testament study, just watch and observe the way Jesus interacts with his mom. To the point that at the moment of his death, just prior to the moment of his death, while he was in that agonizing position on the cross, it was so important to him that the last thing that he took care of in his earthly affairs was the security of his mother, commissioning the apostle John to take care of Mary, his mother, for the rest of her life, which history tells us that he did. God loves mothers. And throughout God's word, we, are disco- we will discover quickly that there are six things that we can do to show our moms that we appreciate them. And I bet one of these six will resonate with you as a mother and say, yeah, if my child did this for me, I'd really appreciate it. 
if not all of the six. And we begin this morning by looking at the first one. The first manner in which we can show mothers that we appreciate them, and it begins with respect. Respecting our mothers. Listen to what Leviticus 9.3 says. Every one of you shall revere his mother and his father. You shall keep my Sabbaths, for I am the Lord your God. He says that we need to respect our parents, our mothers, and our fathers. Just as God would have you respect him, so he is asking you and I to respect our mothers and our fathers, to revere them, to hold them in respect. I like what the uh, theologian Aretha Franklin said when she said, R-E-S-C-P-T, find out what it means to me, R-E-S-P-E-C-T, take care, C-T-B, a little respect, I get tired, keep on trying, you're running out of, uh, out of you fools, I ain't lying, respect, when you come home, or you might walk in, I just gotta have a little respect, and let me go back, R-E-S-P-E-C-T, I was gonna nail that, finally. It is interesting that the culture, one of the largest cultures in our society, the Chinese culture, has proverbs that they have built their society upon. And one of those proverbs is this. Respect for one's parents is the highest duty of civil life. When was the last time you showed that type of respect to your mom? Where you offered that type of respect towards her? It's an interesting story that I read about a nurse who was going through nursing school. And the professors wanted to make sure that the doctors and nurses of their school were prepared to respect the people in which they were treating and taking care of. So to do this, in the final exam, for both doctors and nurses, a question was posed at the end of the exam. And that question was this. After a tedious exam... After a tedious final exam, the very last question that was asked was, what is the name of the cleaning uh, lady of the school? And the vast majority of students did not know what that name was. One young lady asked her professor, how important is that last question? And he said, if it was up to me, if you got that last question wrong, I would fail you for the entire year. Until you learn to respect everyone around you, you will not truly be a good nurse or a good doctor. She later went on to discover and learned and became friends with the cleaning lady of the building whose name was Dorothy. I think respect is very, very important. But not only respect, I think we need to show our mother's affection at times. I think at times we need to show our mother's affections. And we have this interesting passage in the Old Testament in 1 Kings 19, verses 19 and 20. It is a succession. It is the prophet Elisha uh, who is going to follow the prophet Elijah. And after Elisha was selected by Elijah, he asked Elijah if he could stop and not immediately follow him, but go back and kiss his mother and father goodbye. And at the end of this, in verse 20, there's a very interesting saying that Elijah says to Elisha, 
Go back again, for what have I done to you? It's an interesting expression, but in the Hebrew it's this. I don't want to be at fault for you not saying goodbye to your mom and dad. I don't want to have that over my head. You go do what you need to go do. I'm not hindering you from doing that. It was that important. It was that important that that affection be shown. The great C.S. Lewis said this, Affection is responsible for nine-tenths of whatever solid and durable happiness there is in our life. He also went on to write that affection is the humblest uh, showing of love that we can demonstrate. So not only should we be respectful to our mothers, but let us, uh, let us show affection to our mothers also. That leads us to our third one. For Proverbs 1.8 says, Hear, my son, your father's instruction, and forsake not your mother's teaching. Our moms want to know that we have learned from them. It's a very important aspect. Our mothers want us to know that we have learned from them to help us negotiate in our adult life. It is every mother and father's responsibility to prepare their child for their adult life. That's what we do. We prepare our child for their adult life. It is our mother's desire that we know, that she knows that we have learned from her and that she has prepared us for the life in which we are going to live. One wrote this about this subject. For basic things like wash behind your ears and eat your vegetables to more important things like always tell the truth and say your prayers, our mothers want to know that we've learned the lessons that they've taught us. I have a question for you. Maybe on this Mother's Day, if your mother is still here, and you have a moment to be alone with her, why don't you ask her, Mom, what is the one lesson you desired me to learn from you? I think just that inquiry alone would show her that you care enough to know what's important to her and what she has imparted to you as her child. Letting her know that you are watching and that you are listening and that you are learning from her. Number four, the Bible wants us to be wise. Proverbs 10.1 says, A wise child brings joy to a father. A foolish child brings grief to a mother. One quoted it this way, It is so simple to be wise. A mom must have wrote this, I believe. Just think of something stupid to say or stupid to do and say or do just the opposite. (laughs) That sounds like my mom. Our parents want us to know that we are living in wisdom, that we have learned from them and that we are now making good and right decisions based upon their instructions. One of the aspects of our culture that is missing is this that what we do as individuals is a reflection not only upon us, but upon our families. In other cultures around the world, that is very prominent, where an individual can do something that not only brings disgrace upon themselves, but disgrace upon the entire family. There's an essence of honor, there's an essence of respect that is found within that. Too many times we do things thinking that there isn't any consequences to it. 
We desire our parents to be proud of us and to feel that we are representing them well in the decisions that we make. But in our nation today, all too often, we don't consider how our actions reflect upon our parents. And to act in a wise way is very important in honoring our mother and father in which the Bible clearly instructs us to do. Think about this for a minute. Often in the Bible when the word fool is used, it means and describes one who knows what to do but does not do it. So when the word fool is used in our English translations of the Bible, often representing the Hebrew word behind it, it means one who knows what they should do and does not do it. The Bible calls that person a fool. But vice versa is also in play here. Where someone knows something that they should not do and yet still does it, they are considered a fool. Unfortunately, too many of us often do exactly what we know we shouldn't do without thinking that there's any consequence to those actions. Or we know that we shouldn't do something and we do it anyways. Either or, we classify ourselves biblically as a fool. One of the things that's hurting my heart is the number of children who do not have any regard for the sacrifices that their mothers and fathers had made for them to give them the opportunities that they currently now have. I think that is something that we all need to consider. I actually, after becoming a Christian, went back and thought through some of these things and thanked my father for being such a good provider, for giving us a nice home, for always being there for me, to always staying in through difficult times with my mother. Even when divorce seemed like an easy option, he opted not to do that, believing that he had made a commitment to my mom. And he's not even a believer in Christ. I think all too often we as children don't take anything into account for the sacrifices that our parents have made to give us the opportunities that we have. And then when those opportunities are had, we dismiss them. We don't take advantage of them. We act foolishly instead of wisely. And we insult not only ourselves, but our parents. And that leads me to our fifth one. And that is, your mother wants you to show her gratitude. Listen to Proverbs 30, 11. Some people curse their father and do not thank their mother. Deep in our hearts, we know that our mother deserves our gratitude. Listen to what one survey said. A national survey taken for a flower delivery company suggests that 50% of Americans believe their mother deserves something special on Mother's Day. The survey also found that 65% of Americans say if they had ever won an Academy Award, their mother would be the first person they'd thank in an appreciation speech. Think about that. 68% said, or 65% said that the very first person I would thank if I ever won an Academy Award would be my mom. Well, likelihood is is that none of us are going to win Academy Awards, but our mom still deserves the gratitude that she is owed. Simply saying thank you. Not just verbally. 
not just verbally, but demonstrating that gratitude on how we live our lives, how we conduct ourselves, how we abandon selfishness and look and consider all that our parents have provided for us to give us the opportunities that they have. Some of you may be thinking at this point, maybe you had difficult situations with your parents. And they allowed their selfishness to make it very difficult for you to grow up as a child. But God would say, let us be grateful for what we do have. Let us be thankful. Let us know that He is our Heavenly Father and the opportunities that are now afforded to you are afforded to you by Him. And He has now asked you, because He is our great Lord and Savior, to forgive your parents of those things and to let them know that you are grateful for whatever they have done. As many of you know, I grew up in a very difficult home as a young man. A home that was plagued by alcoholism. For my mom had great difficulties concerning drinking. And it was very hard growing up as a teenager. I believe that that was one of the catalysts that God used me to thrust me into his arms to find grace and to find my Savior Christ. But over the years, I discovered that I hadn't actually forgiven my mother the way God would have instructed me to. And I asked him and I begged him to give me the grace so I may forgive her. It took over 20-some years to do so, properly. I'm not saying that I wasn't cordial or kind to my mother as a Christian. I was. But I'm talking about the inner forgiveness, thinking that those hurts in somehow, some way, are justification for me holding bitterness and a grudge and anger against her. But when I really searched the Scriptures and I discovered... I discovered the length and the breadth and the depth in which Christ has gone to forgive me. Who am I not to forgive anyone else? And I forgave her. Not by my own strength, but by the strength of God. That was 2014. Later that year, my mother came to saving faith in Jesus Christ. Let us forgive as Christ would have us forgive for those difficulties that we feel that we have experienced. And I'm not making light of them. I am not lessening them. I am just asking you to put them into the perspective of what Christ has done for you. Let us show that gratitude to our mothers for what they have done for us. That's leading to our last. And that is to be godly. Finally, our mother wants their children to grow up to be a godly man or woman of God. Listen to the Proverbs 23, verses 24 through 25. The father of godly children has cause for joy. What a pleasure it is to have wise children. So give your parents joy. May she who gave you birth be happy. Nothing would make our parents more thankful than to grow up as godly men and women if they are Christians themselves, that is our, their desire for us. My prayer for Autumn from the very day she was born is that she would grow to love Jesus even more than I do. And trying to be that example to her. And demonstrate and, and let her see what a Christian looks like in my life. And I know my wife has done the same. These are six things that the Bible says that we can do 
to show our mother appreciation. And I know one of those six has either rung true for you as the child needing to respond to their mother in that way, or as a mother who hopes their children would respond to them in one of those six ways. Our mothers are precious. Our mothers should be respected. They should be shown affection. They should know that they have taught us well and we have learned from them. We should demonstrate wisdom and gratitude and live a godly life that they may have uh, pride in their child. Six things that we can give our moms. They are gifts that keep on giving and they don't need a subscription. I'd like to close our service this morning with a prayer for moms. And I also want to pray for you. Many of us here again today may have gone through difficult circumstances with our parents, and I don't want to dismiss that reality. But you are here today, and if Christ is your Savior, then He would ask you to forgive. He would ask you to forgive. And to let your parents know that you have forgiven them. I don't know if that was the catalyst that led my mom to that place where she then came to saving faith in Christ. But I know that the moment that forgiveness was found in my heart, there was a freedom like I never had before. It was unbelievable. And to this day, now my mother, not only have I forgiven her here, but I know that she will be with us for all eternity. That's more important than anything that has occurred prior to that. Let us bow our heads this morning. Father, I just want to thank you for every single mother that is here today. For those who hope to be mothers in the future, to those who are uh, expecting children this morning, Father, we pray for all the moms with us today. What a blessing it is to be a mother. And often we find again from these statistics that mothers love to be moms. They're very satisfied. In fact, I've read stories, numerous stories of individuals who had very hard hearts, but then became a mother and their hearts melted in the light of that child. Father, I pray for every mom here today that you would bless them this day, that you would be with them this day. I pray for those moms whose kids are far from you, who really don't want to have anything to do with you, Lord. I pray for those moms that they would seek you and continue to pray for their children, to continue being that witness that you have called us to be in Christ, that they may see you in us. I pray for those children that you would get their hearts, open their eyes to the truth and the reality of their necessity for Christ. I pray for the moms here today who are now finding themselves alone as they are now empty nesters. Their children have all grown up and moved on. I pray that this day they would be blessed to know that they've trained and counseled and parented their children the way you wanted them to and they've done all that they could. And if they have any regrets, I pray that you would alleviate those regrets from them. Because they did what they could. 
I pray for all who are struggling, who want to be moms and who are not, who desire to have children and so far don't. I pray that you would bless them, that you would intervene, that you would work miraculously. Father, I thank you for the moms. They're so valuable not only to us as a church, but to as a body here as Christians, but to as individuals. We all have a mom, and we have a belly button to prove it. So Lord, we thank you for our moms. And I thank you, Jesus, that you demonstrated your respect, your affection, your love, your gratitude, your wisdom to your mother, that as the, in the moment of the greatest agony that you ever experienced, you took that moment, you took a moment to make sure that your mom was going to be taken care of. I'm, I'm amazed by that. But I just believe it just shows us how much you value moms and how much we should also as your children. We thank you for your word. We thank you for your example. We thank you for this Mother's Day. And we ask all of this now in Jesus' precious name. Amen.